most famous passage is one from Thessalonians where he says simply, pray without ceasing. Once we get past the daunting nature of the challenge, that is the question, can we really pray without ever stopping, we can understand the main point St. Paul is making. The joy and peace he is talking about do not come to us in a consumer culture kind of way. As we commit ourselves to a life of prayer, to habits over time, we begin to experience that inner joy and that inner peace. They are cultivated in our lives through our continuous practice. We can understand this distinction between what we might think of as a quick fix for anxiety and a long-term result of prayer by looking at the Eucharist. Often we process worship sort of episodically, so each time we came stood alone. <clears throat> Someone asks us, how was church Sunday? We might say, you know, the music was great, or the sermon was good, or we might say, didn't like the hymns today, or the sermon was boring. But the fact of spiritual biology is that any one-time participation in liturgy of word and sacrament will have little impact on us. The excitement or lack thereof today will be gone by Wednesday. If we really want to see how worship forms us, we have to think long-term. If we commit ourselves to being present for the Eucharist, from Advent, through Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Ascension, Pentecost, and Trinity. And if, we're, if we come mindful of the themes of the seasons, <clears throat> if we practice the spiritual disciplines appropriate to each season and highlight the point, we will arrive at Trinity Sunday in a different place with a greater ability to rejoice and a greater experience of peace. <coughs> And the same thing applies to, the same pattern applies to our daily prayer. What we get from any one-time time of prayer and emergency is different than what we get from cultivating habits of prayer over time. We can look at Eucharist as a pattern for the life of prayer that reveals to us the essential the essential way we want to process life prayerfully. When we gather for the Eucharist, we have a liturgy of the Word, and we respond to the Word of God with an offer for it. We place on the altar bread and wine, which represent the creation and our participation in the creation. As we place these on the altar, we place our own confessions, anxieties, and fears, and we offer these to God. As the bread and wine are consecrated, so our lives are consecrated with all these various things so that we can live them in Christ. What we receive back from our offering in the sacrament, the body and blood of Jesus, is the grace we need to fulfill our particular vocation, to do the good works that God is calling us in particular to do. 
to put it in the kind of summary, we offer to God the big picture, all of the unmanageable things that we can't control. And as we do this, we learn to trust Him, to let God be God. We receive back from God our particular vocation, what are we supposed to do, the good works, the work we're to do, to let God be God, and we get the grace to do what we're supposed to do. And in this transaction, we experience peace because we can trust God for the big picture and we can focus on the things we know we're called to do. And the same pattern again flows over into daily prayer. Daily office is simply the offering of each day to God, the asking back from God the grace we need. Personal prayer, our ongoing conversation of prayer, extends Eucharist into the present The goal of the life of prayer is to continually offer life to God in every moment and to continually receive back from God in every moment the grace we need for the task at hand. When this becomes our habitual disposition, we are, in fact, filled with the kind of joy that we experience a genuine but it has to be cultivated. We can't do it in a moment. It takes a man of life that forms us. And this is this is why it's important to, to focus on the life of prayer. So why don't we do this? What, what keeps us, since we can see this pattern, what keeps us from living the life of prayer as we want? I think for, for most of us, it is that we have issues of trust. If I really trust, if I really surrender my life to God, can I really trust Him? Can I really trust Jesus to make all things work together for good in my life? We say we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, but can we really surrender and let go? And because we're afraid to do that, to let go, we tend to replace prayer, offering life to God, and our particular vocation with busyness and frantic activity through which we try to control things. We try to, we try to take back from God the job of being God. And we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off trying to make everything work. And the result is we're filled with anxiety because we're not very good at the job of being God. Often our issues of trust are related to experiences we've had in life. There's a situation where our trust was breached. We had a bad family or somewhere else an experience that makes us makes it difficult for us to trust. And this in it invariably is, is put over onto a relationship with God. And so we have trouble trusting God. In order to grow in this way, we have to begin to differentiate our relationship with God, our trust in His sovereign ordering of our lives from <coughs> our hurts and pains we've experienced. We have to begin to see how God has, in fact, ordered our lives. How when we thought He wasn't there, He was. A lot of times we look at our lives and say, well, how, did, did I make it through this? How did my life turn out? 
order to enjoy God's will in the present moment. And this is a big issue for many of us. We, we want the good, we want it, and so we're unable to accept the good that God wants to give us now. And so we become, instead of experiencing peace, we become we have to be mindful that our faith specifically counsels us against this. Jesus does not spend eternity bemoaning Good Friday. Look what they did to Instead, Good Friday gives way to resurrection and redemption of the world. That is the pattern for our own lives that God wants to, us to enter into. That's what we do when we die and rise in Christ. And we have to learn to apply that pattern to our particular life narrative to see how God's worked through all we've experienced to bring his good out of it. And when we see this, we realize that God really is in control. We experience peace. We learn to trust. We learn to grow in trusting by prayer. Prayer both expresses faith and teaches us faith. And we see this most clearly in the liturgy. The liturgy teaches us or expresses how we ought to feel, not necessarily how we do feel. But as we enter into the liturgy and adopt the posture the liturgy lays out for us of the perfect worshiper, we learn that part. This is how spiritual formation takes place. And if we look at it, we we'll understand it applies to virtually everything in life. How do you adopt a skill in a sport? If you look at the right way to do it and you practice doing it that right way again and again, or in the user for the study of a, of a given topic, you, you read and you, you learn how to think rightly about that, and then you think rightly. So we're learning to have faith. This is one of the big problems in the culture we live in when people tell us that we should do what we feel like doing. And we're always running off in our feelings. And we're never being formed in according to the true pattern of Christ. So we're learning to trust as we pray. And this is why our commitment to the habits of prayer are so important. And this is how a, a, a small bit of faith becomes born. Jesus said, faith is like a mustard seed. It's, it's the smallest, but, but it grows and becomes a tree and birds nest. That's what happens within us as we trust, as we exercise faith and continue over time. Today is the fourth Sunday in Advent, which tells us that Christ is coming soon. That the Lord's at hand. Let us pray that God will, as we look forward to celebrating the feast of the incarnation, that God will give us each an increase of faith so that we'll be able to receive Christ in a new way for our celebration of Christmas. Let us pray that our anxiety and our fear will be replaced with a new experience of God's joy. Rejoice the Lord always, and in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes 
all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.